0: Welcome to Take It From The Top, a podcast brought to you by the Recruitment Innovation Exchange, also known as RICS. On Take It From The Top, we interview leaders within the recruitment industry to discuss various pressing topics within the sector. Hello, everybody and welcome to another episode of Take It From the Top, brought to you by the Recruitment Innovation Exchange. I'm your host, Vinda Souza, the Vice President of Global Communications at Bohorn. and today we have Andrew Carby, a Lead Analyst at Spend Matters, focusing on the contingent workforce and services technology solution space. Thanks for joining us, Andrew.
1: Hey, thank you, Vinda, it's great to be on.
0: Fantastic, so I just want to start off with a little bit of background. Sure. Could you share a bit about your career and how you got into the space, And explain to us what it means to be the Research Director of Services and Labor Procurement. I mean, I've known you for almost a decade and you've been covering this space pretty intensely, so I'd love to hear about your trajectory.
1: Yeah, sure, absolutely. So um, um, I'm I'm a relative newcomer to the space uh, after um, having had a career in uh, technology and services businesses um, uh, in varying capacities uh, over Quite a long period of time and uh, i uh, i became much more involved in the space it's been about eight years ago um, at which time i decided i wanted to um, have less to do with management and more to do with uh, research and analysis and uh, so i joined uh, staffing industry analysts and uh, became involved in um, looking at um, technology and, and changes in the staffing industry that were occurring and became focused on um, online platforms, um, was probably one of the first analysts to do that at the time and have been covering that area since. Um, about five years ago, I joined Spend Matters, and uh, I have been working as the, uh, as the research director of uh, contingent workforce and services procurement solutions. Um, Spend Matters uh, is a research and advisory firm that focuses on technology and innovation in the uh, procurement area. Um, which is uh, broad and extends beyond contingent workforce, but it does include contingent workforce. And uh, that is the area that I have been covering mainly from the from the enterprise buyer perspective.
0: Love it. Um, so, Andrew, I'm going to jump right into it. Sure. I mean, some of our key themes, obviously, knowing you through your you know experience with SIA and now at Spend Matters, you never pull any punches, which I Respect. Um, okay. You know, one of our core themes for next year is around future-proofing your business in a changing macroeconomic landscape. Mm-hmm. And you've said in, in previous research reports, staffing firms have been increasingly using technology for process streamlining, but have not yet been innovating in terms of business model, products, and services. I'd love to hear more about that and what you think firms need to do in order to get ahead of the competition.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I was pulling no punches there. Uh, <laughs> probably too harsh of a uh, of an assessment, uh, but um, h- however, uh, basically, probably true. Um, uh, you know, we've discussed um, that staffing first staffing firms first began automating, uh, you know, it's not, it's hasn't been that long ago, 20, 25 years ago with ATS solutions. And, um, you know, from my standpoint, basically everything technology wise that has been done uh, from that time to today um, has been in support of the, uh, uh, of the standard conventional temporary staffing Staffing model. There, there have been technologies that obviously have been uh, ha- have have been applied in the recruitment area. Um, uh, the suites, uh, ATS solutions have expanded to full staffing solution suites, uh, such as Bullhorns. Mm-hmm. And um, but but overall, um, there has been very little. Uh, use of technology to to drive new business models and new services in my in my opinion
0: well it's interesting you say that um you talk about not necessarily evolving beyond the standard issue ats centric mindset, and then within temp staffing but what about the expansion of the temp staffing industry itself i mean we're seeing new labor models new ways of of engaging with talent, statement of work, the onset of digital staffing platforms, candidate self-service portals, um, talent aggregators, and of course, you know the ever nascent, but always on the horizon, operationalization, I guess, of artificial intelligence. Um, are we actually sort of stagnating in this respect or, or has there been more progress than maybe we're seeing on the surface?
1: Well, once again, um, uh, there's definitely been uh, and there, there, I think there has been an, uh, uh, a, 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 an ongoing kind of acceleration of, of the use of technology and investment in technology, um, something which um, Bullhorn has probably seen. And um, uh, what I was really referring to was uh, using using technology to innovate in terms of new business models and services. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, to your point, um, certainly there has been uh, uh, there has been a significant uh, consumption of technology. Um, and uh, I think that where we have seen a lot of that is uh, uh, in the area of recruitment, talent acquisition, um, and also uh, the use of big data and analytics for that purpose. Um, mm-hmm. um, at the same time, that's still in a relatively uh, relatively early stage, I think.
0: So I, I have to ask, um, what was the last disruptive technology according to you. I know each of us has sort of a different opinion on this.
1: Oh, that's it. I'd be interested to hear your opinion. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I think that uh, the last, I, in, meaning in terms of solutions and technologies that are used within uh, staffing, staffing firms within a
0: staffing landscape yeah
1: yeah I mean personally I think the last disruptive technology was the ATS (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, um, you know beyond that uh, it seems to me that uh, most everything has been fairly incremental I wouldn't say disruptive uh, because disruptive really would imply that um, uh, firms that are using these types of technologies or solutions are are going to be, um, you know, going to become visible for their breakout performance. And we just haven't been seeing that.
0: I mean, it is interesting because we have a tendency to kind of herald the next big thing, but the next big thing is sometimes just a whole lot of nothing. It's interesting to see that ATS, as you mentioned, has been around for what, 25 some odd years and, that's still the biggest show in town. Do you think we're ever going to kind of get past that, at least in the near well,
1: term? Yeah, I, I think so. And, um, you know, I was going to point out uh, what I think is an interesting and telling example. Um, uh, and I, I'm sure this is occurring in a number of other different ways, but um, uh, about uh, at the end of last year, um, a company called Shiftgeek, Yes. Um. Uh, made an interesting pivot, and it kind of shed. Uh. It was an online platform, a kind of online marketplace for the hospitality industry, and it kind of shed its. Uh. You know, quote unquote staffing operations. Um. And it. Uh. It. It changed. Uh, it pivoted from being an online, uh, staffing, uh, marketplace type of business in something on the order of 12, I think, metropolitan areas to be to becoming a technology solution, a pure play technology solution aimed at staffing staffing firms. And a part of the deal uh, in that pivot, uh, there were two staffing firms. I'm not going to mention them by name, but um, because I don't recall exactly mm-hmm. their their exact names, but <laughs> um, they were involved in the hospitality industry and they had been users, apparently. Or some way connected with the ShiftGig software, um, and uh, when they acquired the uh, the staffing uh, operations of of ShiftGig, uh, they also continued to use the uh, ShiftGig uh, um, online platform, and uh, and ShiftGig has gone ahead to. Uh, <clears throat> uh, to go into business to provide that platform to other staffing businesses. What I find interesting about that is that staffing businesses are not so much using it as as an external marketplace, they are using it within their own staffing businesses as a way to uh, accomplish a number of different things, uh, uh, which is to, compressed time by allowing their clients to have uh, more upfront access to uh, to the uh, to the workers that the staffing firm uh, is able to offer. So uh, rather than doing a kind of uh, just a f- kind of uh, job wreck. Um, the, the clients are able to go and look into the staffing firms in effect database mm-hmm. um, and identify uh, workers that they would like to to hire and uh, press a button uh, in effect and uh, get that worker engaged through a mobile application. So it's like uh, talents a la carte. Uh, I guess you could call it that uh, talent on demand, I would say, or work, workers on demand uh, in an industry that uh, really does need to have uh, timely placements. And uh, in any case, there's a whole whole lot that goes along with that. But it's really kind of a hybrid of the traditional staffing model. The staffing companies uh, remain in control of their workforce. They're responsible for talent acquisition. Um, but, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's a much more evolved model, um, that has many benefits for, uh, all of the parties involved. We don't, you know, we, it's early days. We don't know where that's going to go, but I think that would be a case of, of, uh, using technology to innovate and change the standard model.
0: So that's interesting. And it kind of, you know, on the subject of differentiating between. Incremental improvement and then potentially just sort of large scale disruption. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of artificial intelligence. I know that it's nascent, but I would argue that that is the most recent disruptive technology, both in staffing and pretty much in every application one could imagine. You know, we we do annual research every year, uh, global recruitment insights and data. Um, and that research found that 55% of Staffing professionals feel that artificial intelligence will have a positive impact on candidate and customer engagement. Mm -hmm. Do you find that plausible or perhaps a little bit optimistic? Yeah, definitely.
1: I I definitely find it plausible. Um, um, Of course, course, uh, applications of technology do not always work the way they're intended um but um it's certainly plausible i mean i you know my view of the use of uh, ai and machine learning uh in uh the recruitment and workforce management space is that um particularly in the recruiting space is that it's been largely applied to uh to matching um and being able to identify uh candidates and Create short lists of candidates, um, and that has been valuable. And of course, uh, one of the uh, the key um, <clears throat> uh, the key outcomes that we're looking for is being able to uh, reduce the time the recruiters uh, are using uh, are 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 spending in uh, in kind of uh, dead weight tasks and. Um, and so, um, to that extent, I, I think that has that has helped. Um, but I I think that the um, the full power of AI has has yet to be has yet to be realized, um, and uh, that would come more with uh, I think what AI is good at uh, is being able to look at data and find uh, new patterns and arrive at new insights. So, um, you know, I think about um, what the company, uh, and this is going back a while, but what the company Intelo was doing Mm -hmm. quite early in terms of uh, being able to identify passive candidates by Keeping track of data in the market and and looking for basically its AI was looking for certain characteristics of workers that popped up in their profiles and so forth that might have indicated that they were, um, you know, their the probability of them being, uh, um, passive candidates was increasing. Um, so, uh, you know, I think there's a whole lot that AI will be able to do. Um, there's also the use of chatbots, which is still at a pretty early stage. Um, and, uh, I think the jury is still out on, you know, how, how that will work, but we're also going through a generational change and shift, um, if it hasn't happened already. Uh, and, um, you know, I think, uh, something like chatbots, uh, uh, and interactive AI, uh, is something that, uh. Um, uh, uh, a new demographic or a different demographic may be uh, more prone to take as normal.
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, Now, how interested are you in AI, Andrew? Before I kind of <laughs> dive into the next set of questions,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, um, I I'm very interested in it, but unfortunately, I haven't I uh, haven't been able to spend that much of my time um, uh, doing research in the area of AI, uh, particularly with respect to staffing, for example, and uh, human capital management. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, so I'm far from unfortunately I'm far from an expert, although I need to to really work on that.
0: No worries at all, but you are an expert in the area of procurement. So can you talk a little bit about some of the technologies that you see firms hedging their bets on, staking the farm on as it were?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think uh I think uh in terms of contingent workforce uh, and procurement as such, uh, I think there is um, uh, You know, that's another area where <laughs> frankly there isn't I don't see a lot of innovation going on uh, in most companies um, uh, Contingent workforce and procurement and technology generally means uh, VMS solutions mm. uh, Still today. So there are some outlier companies that that are going beyond that, but um uh you know, and I you think, wouldn't
0: define VMS as disruptive.
1: Well, just, it was disruptive, certainly. And maybe it's still being disruptive, but um, you know, it's it's once again, it's like a 20, 20 25 year old solution. Mm-hmm. So uh I, I I think there are a number of interesting things going on in the enterprise area of contingent workforce that I that I would mention though. Um and one of those is uh uh, the um, the question of uh, what part of the organization is going to be more involved in uh, managing contingent workforce and the sourcing of it and engagement of it, whether it's going to be procurement or whether it's going to be HR or whether it's going to be both. Uh, and uh, I think that's that's we're, we're at a point where, depending upon whom you talk to um Among larger enterprises, apparently some of the data reflects that um, it's about a 50/50 split today in terms of which organization has the most influence over the uh, sourcing and management of, of contingent workforce. Um, but I think that that issue is it seems to be becoming more um, a more prominent one and more con- a more, a more topical one. Um because a uh, number of indications we're we're seeing um we're seeing some of the major VMS solutions uh becoming being acquired and becoming a part of procurement solutions, which uh reflects uh one uh shift, which uh may be appealing to many companies. And then at the same time, uh we have been seeing uh kind of the HR organizations uh in many companies, particularly I see in tech companies, which, um, uh, which tend to have a kind of people organization and a Mm -hmm. chief people officer. Um, those types of companies are, you know, definitely, uh, definitely seeing the importance of the contingent workforce and, uh, being able to manage contingent and permanent workforce in totality. Um, so, you know, I think I think this is something that's not so much technology driven, but um, it's more something that I think is going to impact the technology um, and how it's used and how it's invested in on the enterprise side. Um, another thing I would point out uh, is um, uh you know, a number of years ago, uh, a, a new type of solution appeared on the scene called FMS or Freelancer Management System. And that concept has, has evolved a bit. but um, it, in general, uh, it is um, it, it is a platform that uh, um, enables direct sourcing of contingent workers, Uh, independent workers and the organization and management of them within talent pools. And, um, you know, I think if there is one area in terms of technology and uh, uh, process innovation or a different uh, type of model for procuring contingent talent, it would be in that area. Um, There are a good number of of uh solution providers that have cropped up and Mm -hmm. uh and and i think increasingly uh you know an increasing number of companies and organizations are are really focusing on this and i i i've talked to some providers and some companies and i think there is a um we've been seeing an acceleration of interest in adoption that's that has been occurring really just in the last year and a half or so
0: all right. Interesting. Andrew, I'm gonna give you another opportunity for a hot take. <laughs> Final right. question. Do you see the market expanding or contracting next year? A lot of talk about a potential recession already yeah. happening in Germany.
1: Yes. So okay. So you're talking about this the staffing market and the staffing industry. Um, there seems well, there seems to be some cooling off, some indications of some cooling off uh, in terms of you know just looking at uh, the staffing industry itself, um, although it's the the picture has been been uh, been mixed. But um, you know I think the I think the probability of um, a severe slowdown or uh, even a re- recession is becoming uh, becoming pretty high. Um, and, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I guess if I, if I were a betting, uh, person, then I would probably bet that we're looking at, uh, a global recession, uh, in 2020 and, uh, you know, my expectation would be that that would have the, some of the typical impacts on the staffing industry. Um, although it seems that, um. Over time, uh, maybe the you know the cyclical nature of the industry and um, the extent to which uh, it moves with the with the business cycle may be changing. So it's hard to predict. I think um, what we'll see in the staffing industry in twenty twenty.
0: Either way, I'm sure it's going to be an interesting ride.
1: I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Thank you, as always, for your time, Andrew. It's a delight to speak to you. And Thank I'm you very much. Uh, you've been a friend of Bullhorn for so many years.
1: Thank you very much, Vinda. It has been a great pleasure to to talk to you today.